I hate technology so much. You guys have no idea. <laughs> My music stuck on like a club loop. Hey, welcome back to the Monica Matthews show. I am going to turn all that off. How about that? God dog it. This is my show. <laughs> and if you're watching live, hey guys, I'm live streaming. I waited as long as I could, although I think he is in the waiting room now. Monica Matthews waits for no one, right? Right. But he is one of my favorite badasses on the entire planet. So he gets a pass. Okay. My special guest today, we'll bring him on in just a minute. We're going to let him sit there in the powder room for just a minute and wait on us girls. Okay. So welcome back. If you are live streaming with me, thank you. I now have my chats up so I can actually see what you guys are saying to me. Hopefully it's nice. If not, I can take it. Whatever. Uh, welcome to YouTubers and tweeters. Um, some of you are surprised that I'm still on Twitter. Don't curse me like that. <laughs> I actually love my Twitter family. Uh, also, for those of you listening on my regularly scheduled podcast, that's what you're about to hear. And that's why the music is crazy because I am producing this stupid thing today. <laughs> so thank you again for your mercy and your grace. Uh, yes. So uh, I talk about life, love, liberty, all that good stuff. And so today, though, I want to talk about something that is important to all of us, or it should be, uh, and that's our children, right? And all of the children of the world are our children, it's not American kids and uh, Hispanic children. It's it's not uh, South American children. It's not children, you know, coming. However it is we refer to other people's kids, I think it's time for us to understand that from God's perspective, um, we are all his children. And children are children and we should we should go above and beyond to protect them and there are people who are doing that now i was surprised to hear from some of you that um this is a topic that is not widely covered because i've been under the impression that you guys are saturated with information around child sex trafficking and you're so fed up with not seeing justice with regard to our kids being trafficked that you're almost numb to it and it's so grotesque and egregious that most of you don't know what to do about it. And so you turn a blind eye. I have conversations with people on spaces all the time. Now, I will say something that's keeping the fire under your butts right now is what's happening in your public and private school systems. You have what I would refer to as uh, grooming that's occurring in schools. And we're going to talk to my guest in just a moment about that grooming is part of the pattern of trafficking children. That is one of the ways that that begins and it begins at a very young age and it tends to begin rather innocently, right? Like the child obviously doesn't know they're being groomed. Many times the parents don't either. I would argue that your children and most of you would too are being groomed by your public and private school systems. And most of you don't know what to do about that. I've, I've hosted spaces on Twitter 
I've had uh, every well-known person you can think of come on board to talk about uh, what's happening in your public and private school with regard to uh, sexualizing your children at a very young age. And I don't care if you're gay or straight, every gay friend I have and follower of mine is like, leave the kids alone. Right? So that's a conversation that someone needs to have. I'm happy to have it. I host spaces around these very tough subjects all the time because it's a matter of love. What do I mean by that? It's a matter of godliness. And God is a God of order and decency. And our children are the last bastion of hope and innocence. Right? That's who they are. And that's how they were created to be. And they deserve to be protected for as long as possible. So without further ado, I'm going to attempt to bring <laughs> my guest on with me, Craig Sawyer. There you are, sir. <laughs> You're on my S list, <laughs> but but I do love you. So hold on. I want to go to, uh, okay, Craig, no, no, we all need to know. Yes, got it. Okay, awesome. So I'm, as you know, I, you've been on my show before, so I'm so happy to see your handsome face on my show finally. Uh, normally I get your voice, which is fine, but you know, it's always good to have a face. But I am sitting here running my live stream, which is like a whole, I'm on a whole other planet with this stuff. So I'm comfortable with my microphone and my podcast normally. So thank you for your grace and your mercy, and I will extend it to you. But first, I want to introduce you because some people, surprisingly don't know who you are uh you are i already referred to you as my favorite badass because you are marine uh, who switched to become a navy seal and one of my dear friends alpha warrior wants to know did you so you were a marine first and then switched to become a seal and we got to hear a little bit of that story if you don't mind sharing that um but that was his personal question to me which came first the chicken or the egg and why you also served in the gulf war sniper instructor served in uh, seal team six pretty big deal founder of veterans for child rescue which i would imagine is probably some of your most um heartfelt work to date i mean knowing you and having discussed this a uh, number of times i know that you're working your butt off uh, all over the globe, really, uh, especially whenever you feel contraland, and I'd like to talk about that as well. You began that endeavor uh, April of 17, and uh, you're bringing awareness of child sex trafficking. So let's start with what is child sex trafficking? Yeah, well, anytime somebody sells a child for any reason, it's technically trafficking. Um, you know, children are not property of other humans. Like you said earlier, we're all God's children. And any any sale of a child is essentially it's a type of slavery. So children are, are sold for slave labor around the world. So crimes and and exploitation and there's even organ harvesting. So it's none of it's okay. It's all bad. It's all illegal. It's all despicable. It's all evil. And I am out to expose the problem and its scale and its nature so that we as a populace can rally against it culturally because it's an attack on our culture. What's going on with the children, it roots from a very deep uh, ancient cults uh, behind uh, some of the more the darker aspects of it. And I can peel back a couple of the layers depending on how much time you've got. But 
Oh, we got plenty of time. And I want you to peel them back. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when I went to your website, and we may actually, if I can navigate that (laughs) without crashing the entire show, I may actually pull that up. Something that was interesting was you talked about child sex trafficking um, is almost considered a conspiracy theory. What is that about? For the the criminals, right? I mean, if they wanted to call drug uh, sale and narcotics, uh, illegal narcotics sales, conspiracy theory then nobody would pay attention to it and sure. the, crooks would have the run of the game board unchallenged with complete complete impunity which is pretty much what they have right now with the children right. so rallying the populace to be empowered with the education the awareness of how it looks how to report it is really what's going to be key to creating a non-permissive environment a hostile environment for those who harm and sale well, it's funny that you say that because right now, uh, what are we on day two of our Supreme Court nominee? Uh, Katanji Brown Jackson has come under fire for being pedophile friendly, if you will. Uh, really, I think she's legislating from the bench is what she's doing in a nutshell. Uh, but she seems to have this this uh, pity for people who have been busted with child porn because according to the standards of the past, you know, uh, I guess your level of egregiousness depended upon how much of it you actually uh, possessed. Now, because everything comes into us, you know, en masse through the interwebs, um, this poor guy just didn't know that he was going to get 20 images instead of, you know, signing up for one. And so we just showed him a little bit of leniency. I mean, what? Well, I, I watched a bit of her um, interview this morning and I liked what I heard her express for the reasons that she did, but I didn't hear her address the the pedophilia topic, which is what I was hoping to catch, but I didn't have time to hang in there. Sure. Um, I understand that she is one of those that is soft on that crime. And I'll just say not pertaining to her necessarily, because again, I don't know all the facts around her, her decisions on that, but generally speaking, those who are soft on child predators are naive, right? We all want due process. We all want a fair system. We all want a, a legitimate trial by our peers so that we don't put away the innocent and that we do put away the guilty. Of course. Right. So it, it's a careful process. So we got to, we got to take care and, and measure the, the actions uh, of each person in consideration. But those that, that are soft on the predators, they just don't understand the trauma, the lifelong damage, the shattered lives that this, that this causes. I, the surviving adults, the the victims of this in their childhood, the ones that haven't killed themselves from all the trauma right. and the the absolute destitution that that they find themselves at the end of their rope, having been abused and disrespected and violated and harmed. It's just, it's something that the populace doesn't know unless they've been exposed to it. So right. it breaks my heart, Monica, talking to these survivors. And in their adulthood, they can articulate to me what they could not when they were a child. So let's start with the science. You know, we got one aspect of our society that, that, that hides behind, well, let's just trust the science. And oh, But when we actually go and dig through the science, then they don't like it. So right. one of those things is the fact that the frontal lobe and outer cortex of the human brain is not fully developed until the ages of about 23 to 25. Right. 
So if you consider that, and that's where all your your judgment and your long-term and your analytical skills come into play. So a child doesn't have that fully developed at all. They cannot advocate for themselves. They cannot articulate a defense for themselves against a full-grown predatory adult. So they're right. easy victims. They're defenseless. And that's why at the end of the day, we all have to defend them. Just instinctively, we should do that. So that's the science is the, the brain is sure. fully developed from 23 to 25. Therefore it is rape because the child can't defend themselves. So sure. it traumatizes them. It's not okay. They're spent the rest of their lives trying to get healing and recover from it. And it's terrible. And it changes the way they perceive everything after that. Relationships on and on and on. I could go through a whole show just talking about it. And the cost to society is amazing. And most people do not count that cost. And I've worked on legislation in the state of Georgia in the past, which is yet to pass, by the way, uh, regarding uh, it was called the Hidden Predator Act. And what was astounding, I actually testified before our Senate uh, here in the state of Georgia, what was astounding was how many Republicans actually did not support that bill and how many Democrats were on board with it to support the um, the ability for adults, adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse to be able to seek civil remedy against uh, entities like the Catholic Church, like the Boy Scouts of America. Uh, these were some of the uh, folks who were mentioned uh, during this legislative, uh, you know, during these hearings in this process. And it was amazing how people came out to defend the actions of others within their organizations and how much they will go to bat for these organizations, whether it's because they are, they have become a weaponized, you know, lobbying arm of the Georgia state legislature or particular, uh, you know, legislators. And it was grotesque. It was awful. I mean, I sat there as a victim and testified, but not at, you know, it wasn't at the behest of an organization. Uh, but nevertheless, we had exactly what you're saying is true. We had folks from Emory uh, University who's here in Atlanta, Georgia, come forward and talk about the science of what happens to the anatomical brain, to the breakdown that happens in someone's soul, in their psyche, right, in their mind, in their will is uh, is effectively hijacked from a very young age to where they just go into um, you know, reactionary mode to being victimized. You know, your mind is literally wired for these things. And then the cost analysis of what that costs society is really astounding in the way of the criminal justice system, uh, healthcare, mental health care, uh, you know, just the criminality of it, as well as prescription drugs. Um, I mean, I could go on and on joblessness, homelessness, you know, addiction, where people are just out on the street. So you know this, I'm preaching to the choir, but my audience doesn't really connect the dots uh, exhaustively sometimes. And you can do that for us, which is another reason why I really appreciate your work. Now, you have been on the border, like firsthand for a very long time. And uh, you and I have talked about some of the things that you've seen down there. Who are you working with? What's going on? How How is your agency, I'm sorry, your, uh, your nonprofit, how are they assisting with the efforts of these poor children who are coming over and being scattered all across the country. Yeah, well, we run joint operations with federal and local law enforcement all over the country. And in fact, internationally, we've, we've got allies, uh, law enforcement allies 
in quite a few different countries now. So it's, it's situation dependent. We've worked with uh, sheriff's department, constables, departments, uh, HSI, patrol, um, county attorney's office in Southern Texas, among others. And um, that's, it's like I said, it's a case by case basis, depending on the operation, but we've helped them apprehend runners. Uh, in one case, there was a van full of, of illegal immigrants, some of which were children, not with their biological parents. So uh, there's a lot of problem with uh, false family units. They're not genuine family units of traffickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, grab a child as a type of uh, free pass cover uh, to it as a family unit in Border Patrol. Of course, now, which is a whole different topic, uh, Border Patrol are humiliated. They are demoralized and they are rendered ineffective uh, at, at defending the American populace. Mm-hmm. And that is not their choice. They, it is mandated to right that they illegal immigration rather than stop it. Can you imagine veterans and people who have been in the Border Patrol for years or decades defending their cities, their towns, their states, the country, being told to stop and take the criminals who are invading from every country and help them just in orderly and that the invasion is allowed to just be conducted with without hesitation. They're not testing them for a COVID. They're not doing anything. They're just assisting them. So. There's that dynamic. And then you've got the other agencies, federal and local. Local, And the problem is there is no central command. There is no what we would refer to as commander's intent. Okay. So nobody is in charge nationally in directing the different units on how they will work together. Just like the players of imagine a football team as, a, right. as an example. The wide receiver has to know what the quarterback's going to do, and the linemen have to know what those guys are going to do so that the play is effective in unison, right? Sure. In concert, acting like a an orchestra. They have to play the same song, sure. play up the same sheet of music. We have all these rules of thumb of how we act together. That's not happening. What is happening? I mean, is every well, man, every agency for themselves? Border Patrol are, are dictated. They are mandated that they have to take the criminal invaders and make sure that they are safe and comfortable in order. Wow. What they've been reduced to is a tour guide. Unbelievable. The, the department, um, the DPS, the state troopers, they're down there doing their thing. But the different units don't necessarily know what the others are doing. And they right. don't communicate because there's not a lot of trust anymore. Because these are strange times. Weird orders coming out of D.C. Nobody knows what's going on. They're all losing because the invasion is in full force. Right. And they're demoralized. So they, they clam up. And so we've got silos. Sure. In different agencies, local and, and uh, federal. They're not talking to each other, not sharing, working off the same concerted game plan. So they're effectively scattered and divided. And the huge gaps, they're just illegals are just running through at will. We're being exploited. It's a game. It's. On the on the opposite side of the border, they're laughing at us. Right, right. Cartels and the the, the criminals yep. are running drones and having their way with our country. And millions of people are human traffickers, child traffickers, narco traffickers, terrorists. You name it. Intel operatives from from hostile nation states, and we don't have any way or intent anymore to stop them. And I asked all the law enforcement that. I, 
we run there, we run sting ops with them. I, again, we, we patrol the border with them. Right. Uh, we do different types of things. I asked them, when did it change? When did it get this bad? And they said, the moment Joe Biden got, got right. elected. Right. Now, that's not to make it po- political. That's just a, a, a case of leadership right. and messaging. That's what all of the law enforcement have seen down there. Right. That, that internationally, the, there was the understanding that with this administration, there was no more defense of the American border. And all comers knew that they would not be challenged and that now was the time to flood the United States. Unbelievable. So and, that's what's going on. And there's a lot of children being yeah. brought in now that yeah. before it was it was much more difficult. So uh, ports of entry and different types of covert smuggling was was more the way that children were brought in. Now they're just they're just they're walked over the river. Yeah. yeah. And, and on trains and things like that. And, uh, you know, through the fence and over the fence. And they just they wait for law for law enforcement to catch them now because they know they won't be sent home. They'll just be escorted after with a hand painted tail number and flown into Tennessee or other conservative states in the middle of, you know, yeah. three o'clock in the morning arrival where nobody's awake and catching them. And they're brought off those aircraft at private airports, not government facilities and put into minivans and SUVs and they scatter. So and what's who, going on there? Why yeah. are they handled like covert right. arms deals or, or narcotics right. uh, trafficking? If the, it's just a matter of like uh, the spokes, spokesperson for the White House says, right. like it's just uh, bringing children back to their, their families. Well, why is it handled in a spooky, dark at night, covert, sketchy as all get out manner? You got it. Like illegal uh, arms uh, trafficking. Right. Is. Right. Uh, There's a lot of hard questions as to why things are they are. Yeah, you're not the only one in law enforcement who uh, feels that way. There are a lot of hard questions that are not being uh, that are not being answered. So um, there. Well, hold on one second. Okay, there we are. Hi. <laughs> And I, I want to hit. A, I want to hit on a cultural thing. Uh, yes, whenever. please. Okay, let me tell say something about the Hispanic culture that I learned. You know, of course, I'm from Southern Texas. I live in Southern Arizona now. So you know, you know, Hispanic friends and and even family. But this was a new one on me. We, our last operation in Laredo, Texas, where we got six predator arrest, 100% conviction rate. But one of them was Hispanic. And he, he began, once he knew that he wasn't going caught, well, he, he wasn't going home rather, that he was caught, he was going to jail, he was going to get prosecuted for what he, for his behavior, for the crimes that he committed, mm-hmm. and which was specifically seeking sex with minors and uh, taking action on it. He began violently throwing up. He became sick and he was and it was quite a calamity, quite a commotion. And I asked the law enforcement guys that, that were from there, I said, what's that all about? And they said, it's the Hispanic culture. His family will not defend him. And he knows it. And the Hispanic culture, they're still oh, basically wow. a Catholic Christian right. culture. They're not down with child rape. Right. And just because you're their brother or cousin or even their son, right. doesn't mean they're going to protect you like some of the spoiled American families do. My son's a child rapist. Well, he's my son. I'll defend him and try to keep him from going into prison to let him continue raping child 
That's right. raping children just because he's my son. Well, they don't have that culture. Like, no, dude, you harm little ones. You're out. Dude, we don't want to know you. Wow. And they knew that. And and that's according to the description of the law enforcement that, that we were working with. Right. They said, yeah, he knows that like, if he ever does get out of prison, yeah, he Christmas birthdays, funerals, the gig is he's up. got no family. They, <laughs> he's got no family. Not down with that. I, said, I just gained a whole nother aspect of, of respect. Yeah. You know, there's, there's so many great things about different cultures and they're, you know, they're each so rich in their own way. And, and to learn that I was like, man, we need more of that sure. culture here in the United States that I don't care if you're family, if you're going to do that right. to the most precious and innocent, that's off the books, man. That's right. off the table. That's not acceptable anywhere on earth. Go from, leave me, go get out of my sight. I don't ever want to see you again. That's good to know that there are still morals. Uh, so, so yeah, because, you know, I know a lot, have a lot of friends who work within the criminal gang, uh, you know, anti-criminal gang world, a lot like you do. And, um, and they talk about how their religion is actually utilized, you know, in praying to certain saints, uh, a lot of drugs are hidden, uh, you know, a lot of trafficking of possibly adults. I won't say children because clearly there's a conscience there, as you've just stated. Um, but so religion is actually used, uh, to proliferate you know, this, this, this type of life of crime. And you talk about that also on your website. Um, that's for childrescue.org. So go check that out. That's also the numeral for you guys. Um, but you talk about who does the grooming, right? And, and who's actually trafficking religious uh, groups as well as polit- political groups. Uh, you know, it's straight up industry. Uh, parents, you know, and I was stunned to go to some of the uh, court cases here in the state of Georgia for some of these uh, criminal gang cases that were going on here in Fulton County. And what you, I felt horrible for some of the mothers who were there watching their sons sentenced to, you know, life uh, without parole. These kids are 17, 18 years old, have done heinous things to people. Um, And, but what I realized was that a lot of those mamas were very proud of their sons and they were really upset because the breadwinner was going away. You know, and, and that culture was kind of shocking to me because these kids provide for their safety. They provide clout in their respective environment, in their, uh, in their communities. They, uh, they provide cars, you know, all kinds of material possessions. Uh, and, and really protection was kind of the bigger thing with especially the single mothers. So I was surprised to see, it's good to hear what you're saying, that there is a religious component to the Latino community uh, with regard to, it, it, at the very least, y'all may be running some drugs, but keep your hands off the babies, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not saying well, either one of them are great, but. Point, drives yeah. home the point, Monica, that we have to judge individually, not in sure. groups. Sure. Right? Racist to judge people by the color of their skin. And it's not, it's not, it's not optimal to judge anybody by whatever group they may be in. It may be an indicator, but if you or I, you know, take an action, we can be judged on that, right? Actions have to speak louder than words. And we have to get to where we're judging the individual by their actions. That's what's fair. That's the only thing that can be fair. 
if right. we're going to get to justice. And we're starved for justice in this country anymore. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So tell us, it, it, which is a $150 billion industry worldwide, and we make up, what, 38 to $50 billion of that. Who are some of the um, the the biggest aggregators, if you will, uh, in the country uh, with regard to running kids through? Well, there's a lot of it online now. So uh, the, the Mexican drug cartel are a, a pretty major player. It used to be where the Crips and the Bloods, you know, the inner city gangs would never cooperate with each other. Now they'll cooperate with each other under the supervision of the Mexican drug cartels. Just if nothing else, but to hand off children in a pipeline for trafficking. Right. Uh, MS-13, same thing. So what, what's happened is you, you've got multi layers of this. You've got the, the major elite blackmailing each other, like Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, that whole game right. of filming each other. And then that's why you and I, Monica, are not getting what we vote for, because so many of our elected officials are compromised. Yep. They are blackmailed because they're on film raping children. Yeah, It's a huge problem. Right. I would say... I would say most of us can't guess the percentage and how bad it is right. in DC. Right. It's, it seems to be staggering the indicators that the percentage is higher and higher than I would have ever thought. But we have to realize that's a dynamic that that exists. So we have to get back to judging moral and ethical character. We have to get people in there who are honest and decent and, and genuinely good people because otherwise, um, Epstein, Maxwell types sure. will just have them almost immediately, if not preemptively, on film doing God knows what with, right. with my and then they're compromised. They're never gonna work for well, you or me again. Right. But that's the thing, Craig. I think people, I really do believe there are great people who go into this wanting to serve and then they get to the swamp. And before you know it, they are in a compromising position, uh, whether they've been put there, uh, by their, of their own volition or drunkenness or whatever, uh, or, uh, some people have been, you know, my sources have told me over the years, some people have been drugged into blackmail scenarios. Uh, some people, you know, just willfully go down that road. Um, and so, but I, I do believe that there are people who start out on the right side of this, but ultimately when that, when that Leviathan comes for you, it comes for you. And if, in whatever your weakness is, whatever your Achilles is, if you haven't worked that thing out and you're not living Matthew 6 and 33, you're not submitting to God first in his righteousness, then you can forget resisting the devil. It's just be blameless. It's, the Bible says be blameless, right, be right. innocent of these things. If you just heed that, they can't get any leverage on you. Right. You know, right. if they, if they drug you somehow, if you're having a water or iced tea somewhere right. and some waiter, drugs your drink and you're by yourself for some reason and you wake up naked in a hotel room and there's right. a polaroid of you with a small naked boy on your chest and a warning then that you need to go straight to the press and say here's what happened right you know but if you can't do that and then they've got you That's right. so that if we we just have to be genuinely straight not saints necessarily but because we got to be realistic how many great people are there anymore, but just honest and decent <laughs> people, like basically decent people that aren't going to be on. Yeah. How bad has it gotten? So look in the in inter- entertainment industry, the catching couch is yeah. a real and consistent and prevalent thing. Sure. 
men and women are victims to it and children almost guaranteed. And parents, if you ever send your children into music or film and television or any entertainment industry by themselves, and you're not in the room with them at all times, shame on you because you're subjecting them. That's right. Almost guaranteed exploitation and harm. So we have to realize the predators work themselves into positions of unsupervised access. They want to be scout leaders. They want to be, uh, not producers, but uh, talent agents and scouts, sure. right? Sure. And they want to be Sunday school teachers. Yep. And that's why churches, you need cameras now. You need uh, multiple eyes on whenever there's adult with children. Right. We have to trust but verify that the children are worthy of that. And this problem is too big for us to keep right. any harm on our watch. So. I won't keep you too much longer, but I do want to, I do want to touch on this. So I've had a gentleman on my show before and he's, uh, he'll be coming up next week actually. Um, and he was working for the America first policy Institute. He was the director for, uh, the center for, um, immigration and, uh, and Homeland security over there. And he also worked for the Trump administration. He was a senior uh, immigration advisor and he told us a lot about the, uh, running of kids, uh, you know, he came on my show when the whole country was up in arms about, you know, the Biden administration allegedly about to hand out, you know, $450 billion to two families, right, who were who were separated at the border. And so this was kind of their reparations plan, if you will. Uh, and so he came on to discuss that and said, here's what they found during his tenure under the Trump administration is that our tax dollars, compliments of HHS are actually funneling these children into these uh, quasi NGOs, and and they're not they're not legitimate uh, in creating a case for kids who are now being put back together with their family members, but they're not their family members. They're MS thirteen gang members. The, it yeah. is the cartel. I mean, is that has have you witnessed some of that in your work? Yeah, there are, there are Catholic charities. Um, on both sides of the border claiming to help the children and they're actually complicit and I won't, I won't call names, but uh, actually complicit and absolutely uh, egregious child trafficking. So we need, we need the adequate somewhere. There's a perfect amount of oversight and scrutiny into what's going on. I mean, I know with, with our org, we, we spend a huge amount of time, doing multiple inter- voluntary internal audits and what we do with the IRS all day, every day, demonstrate what we do. I, I, I don't know how it could be any more strict. And it, it staggers me to see that there are um, orgs that are that corrupt, which causes me to believe that uh, innocent. there has to be a, a, a coordination and it's right. got to be bigger than just the org. So sure. That's that's very very concerning. So well, you've taken down some pretty big names yourself, uh, you know, uh, over the years, which is you know pretty amazing. I got to tell you, the American people, Craig, have zero faith in, in our agencies and bureaus. Zero. Well, that's, um, that's part of the demoralization that sure. is intended, so that our 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 populace, our culture is destabilized for a hostile foreign takeover. So. Right. We've got to get really, really active as as activists, as citizens. Sure. That are not serving us in good faith because, boy, it's getting worse by the day. Right. 
And when, when we say we can't be bothered with politics, well, this is the price. We lose literally everything. That's right. When we say that we, you know, when we're going to be given that opportunity by our founding fathers to run our country and to have a say, when we say, oh, we can't, we're so um, comfortable, we don't even be, we, I don't even want to be bothered with politics. That's the wrong answer, this exact wrong answer that got us here. Right. And most, like you said, most of the people don't even understand how bad it is yet. It's pretty much checkmate. Yeah. We've got to claw ourselves out of this thing at this point because right. our freedoms and liberties, uh, mainly our freedom of speech, is already gone. Man, exactly. you see that on social media now. Well, someone, you know, there was a there was a, a follower on Twitter who saw that you were coming on through the advertisement and said, uh, "Wow, so that's controversial," and kind of surprised that you're still on the platform. Um, which, you know, glory to God, I'm still on the platform and and I utilize it, you know, but you're not. <laughs> And sometimes whenever people are kicked off the platform, uh, you know, the rest of us get in trouble for bringing you back onto the platform. But I'm like, you know what, yeah. whatever. I'm just going to do God's will and leave the consequences up to him. How about that? Because uh, that's just my general law, my, my, yeah. my general I, attitude. I posted an article. I didn't write the article, but I posted the article about Hank Aaron's death. Right. And that's what Twitter deleted my account. 130,000 followers gone forever. Wow. No, ifs, or buts, no discussion. No option, uh, no warning. Just right, you're just gone. gone. I'm like, well, yeah. what about all the other people that posted this same exact article? What about the people that wrote? The, if you don't like the information in the right. article, right? Go after them. But why are you going after your own users? That's right. You don't like that they're exposing the 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 darkest, ugly secret of the cabal, which is their yeah industrial scale which is what it's really about that's right hey so tell us some good things before you go what are you guys working on right yeah. now you and i yeah. were texting well, earlier we, about the equine center and all that good stuff what's going on man. yeah well we yeah we're doing some stuff with an equine therapy organization friends of ours called rancho milagro they heal people from all this trauma and it's a beautiful thing so watch uh, on our website and there's for uh, videos and just exposure of what that looks like and how they help people. It's just, it's just one of the most beautiful things you'll ever witness. Teamed up with an organization, organization called Untrafficked, and we are running geofencing operations among other types, which is essentially we can send out messages to every cell phone, every smart device within uh, an area that we decide to target. For instance, we did one for Super Bowl. And we could decide what what perimeter around that event. Everybody uh, with a smart device will get a message. And it's basically like an Amber Alert heads up. And we send them to a a page where there's information on what to look for and how to report it. Right. And what that does is it it, it informs the populace that, wow, okay, be on the lookout for this. and, And if you see it, here's what you do about it. So that's really exciting. That's culture changing that's life-saving so those guys are really really good coming from that we got a television series excellent now we just met on it with a new production company that we've been uh, introduced to a couple weeks ago so that's brand new but they're they're well connected and have a big plan for uh, not only a television series but a radio show on um, five days a week and nice multiple ways to get the information out, get past all the hostile gatekeepers that don't want the populace to understand what's happening to our children, to our culture and to our freedom and the future of our nation. No, we're out to tell the truth. So everybody is aware and empowered 
and uh, can stand up for themselves and their children. So right. that's exciting. That is exciting. Grateful for it. Course, hey, is Contraland still at ContralandMovie.com? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And everybody, if you haven't watched it, it really is empowering. It's a good quality film. You will learn a lot. Yes. You need to know it. And please not only watch it, but share it with everybody you care about. Agreed. Okay. Tell people where to go to support your efforts. That's for child. And now I think we, you can actually go to v4cr.org. Okay. So that's for childrescue.org, v4cr.org or contralandmovie.com. Any of those will take you, uh, they're, they're, they're partner um, websites. So they'll all take you to the same place ultimately. Excellent. Craig, thank you. And better late than never. I'm going to get you whenever I see you. (laughs) Yeah, we'll cover that later. (laughs) But I do appreciate you, sir. You're awesome. We love you. Thank you for being a hero for our babies. Well, and thank you for being a voice amplifying the truth to Absolutely. the people that you care about. So bless you. It's my pleasure. You're playing a, an important role in this. Thank you. It is my pleasure. All right. Talk to you yeah. soon. Thanks for joining us. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, guys. So, um, okay. Yeah, I don't want to ban him from my audio. Um, yes, we are. Someone said, CW says, we must remember we are a constitutional republic, which means everyone has a voice and can run for our any office. Yes, that is true, but not everyone needs to run for office. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of like Christianity, right? The Bible says that uh, many were called, few were chosen, and some of y'all just showed up, right? So that's kind of a church joke, but that's how it is with politics. I'm telling you, like many people are called, few get, few choose it, and fewer chosen. And some folks just showed up. And they just should sit down because they're awful, right? And they're awful before they get there. But some of you feel like you're voting for the lesser of the two evils instead of actually running for office yourself. There's an option. Okay, guess what? We're going to continue with this conversation. Thank you for joining me if you guys are live uh, in, in the chat. This is fun. I didn't screw it up so far. <laughs> Thank you for your grace and your mercy because I suck at running all this dream stuff, but I'm getting there. And so it's fun. You know why it's fun? Because you guys make it fun. And believe it or not, I'm actually kind of shy. So coming out onto camera um, has, has not been like my first love. I love my microphone and I love my microphone and I love being behind my microphone. So, but I do enjoy, um, hearing from you guys live and I love, love, love live interaction. There's just nothing like it, which brings me to, if you have not tuned into my spaces on Twitter, uh, I highly encourage you to do so. They are, uh, everything from, you know, what's stupid today to, uh, dating and sex to uh, faith, a whole lot of faith conversations, to geopolitics, to the fourth branch of government, to sex, you know, child sex trafficking, to Kamala Harris, which brings me to this. I am going to play the entire thing because uh, this is priceless. Elections matter. This is a montage put together by and Greg folks Price. Vote, they order what they want, and in this case, they got what they asked for. This is Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States of America. doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree. Talking about the significance of the passage of time, 
right, the significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. In I am here, standing here on the northern <laughs> flank, on the eastern <laughs> flank, talking about what we have here, in terms of standing the eastern here. flank and our NATO allies. On the northern, I mean the eastern. It is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. We've basically, that's wrong. I, and basically, I haven't been to Europe. Invade. And I, mean, I don't know. Hold on. That, was, price, that was priceless. The reporter says, you haven't been to the border. She's like, um, and I haven't been to Europe. And we're like, yeah, no kidding. So uh, but how about the border first, right? Especially in light of this conversation today. How about the border, Vice President Harris? How about the border? How about the children on the border? How about the terrorists coming over our border? How about the drugs coming over our border? Our border, America. Remember that? Remember the United States of America? Remember us? Does anyone, all of you guys flying Ukraine flags, Boy, I ticked a lot of people off this week on Twitter. We'll get back to Kamala in a minute. But I'm like, I just want the record to show that uh, I never flew a Ukraine flag. Well, what? You thought that I was like, you know, drowning puppies. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I'm like, you guys are literally the lowest information folks on the planet. If you think that what I was saying is that I'm not for the people of Ukraine, what I'm telling you is I'm an American and I act like one. <laughs> so that means I love my country first. It means I take care of my homeless first. It means I look after our children first. It means I look after our elderly first. It makes sure it means that I elect people who will actually give a damn about this country. Go buy a t-shirt. Matter of fact, I've got, apparently this is not called a thermos because I'm old and I call it a thermos, but it's not. It's a tumbler, whatever. These are awesome. And then you can run around and it'll say, if you're an American, do what? Act like one. That's right. You can find those at my website, monicamatthews.com. And also have coffee mugs, caps, all that good stuff. And then we have a whole other ministerial line coming out and the t-shirt is going to rock your socks off. Yep. And I am partnering with some very big names on university campuses and we are about to get busy spiritually. So you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, but yeah, Kamala, how about our country, right? How about flying our flag? You know, it's disgraceful that people don't even realize that they are, um, God, these poor people in Ukraine, for God's sakes. And how about the people of Russia, I mean, some folks on social media are just like, they're just, they're no longer humans. It's disgusting what we've become. It is disgusting. And the fact that now we're sexualizing our children in public and private schools is, is, it's criminal. It is criminal. We are grooming our children through literature. Why do they even need to be concerned about their sexuality in elementary school? Middle school, I get it. Thank you, hormones and injectables into our food. Uh, you know, now we've got eight-year-olds having menstrual cycles. 
right? And so, yeah, someone needs to have a conversation about the birds and the bees, but it doesn't need to be, you know, the birds and the birds or the bees and the, or the zebras or, you know, I mean, what are we doing? Or the birds that think they're zebras, right? Or the birds who identify as, uh, you know, uh, flying spaghetti monsters. I don't know. I mean, what is it today? It's something different every day. Let's get back to the vice president, though, of the United States of America, because this is really good stuff. And I'm playing the audio. Okay, here we go. Work together. Work together. We're going to work together. To see where we are. To see where we are. Where we are headed. Where we're headed. Where we are going and our vision for where we should be. going. But also see it as a moment, yes, to together Together. address the challenges. We have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been. (laughs) And then to make the possible. Who writes these platitudes? What is at stake at this very moment? Oh, my God. What is at stake this very moment? I can't. Are some of the guiding principles around the NATO alliance. As it relates to what we need to do domestically as well as as what we need to do in terms of this issue generally, we have, as the president said, uh, reevaluated what we're doing. Based on what we've just been able to see, and because we've seen it or not, doesn't mean it hasn't happened. What? What did she say? Limited to what we have seen. Just because you have a penis doesn't mean you're a boy. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Absolutely. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Okay. Well, yeah. And (laughs) I got to tell you, there's a part of me that almost feels bad for her. If if the whole world wasn't suffering because of our ridiculous political, our geopolitical craziness that we're dealing with right now, uh, thanks to us, mm-hmm, thanks to our fourth branch of government, I've never been silent about that. You all know how I feel about it. And I'm not the only person. Fantastic write-up in The Federalist. Oh my gosh, exhaustive. You've got to read it. It is brilliant. And it's just brilliantly laid out about this fourth branch of government, which some of you believe is just nothing more than some conspiracy theory. But it's not. It is very real. Okay, so so if it wasn't for the fact that we are rapidly becoming a sh- whole, okay, I almost feel bad for her. I mean, at least Sarah Palin, for God's sakes, whenever they threw her into the deep end of the air fryer, um, she came out swinging with like, you know, Maverick and I can see Russia from my kitchen and, you know, and everybody's a Maverick. And because of her sassiness and because she wore her sexy little glasses and she is a pretty hot older lady. um, Yeah. So, you know, she got a pass. It's amazing what happens when you're kind of cute to look at. Right, it's amazing how much of a pass you will get. Plus, I mean, she's not a dummy, but the you know the establishment really just boy they did themselves in with that one. So I feel I've always felt bad for Sarah Palin, especially a few docs that I've read. I mean that I've uh, that I've watched about her being thrown into that uh, into that position. And I want to clarify something now that we are on the vice president ticket for twenty twenty four. Okay, and females. Right. Since we're dealing with a Supreme Court nominee that we just addressed on this show, uh, has a propensity to show leniency toward the very people that we're talking about on this show today with Craig Sawman Sawyer. Um, and if you missed the first part of this, go back and watch it. It was awesome. And if you're on podcast, you know where it is. So she has a propensity to, I believe, legislate from her bench. That is a problem. 
that is that is an obstruction of justice as far as I'm concerned. It is completely out of order. That is not the order of the judiciary. That is not the order of this country. And so when she's making decisions on pedophiles and their sentencing, right, uh, people, and some would argue that just, oh, I can't even believe this is about to come out of my face, but there are some who would argue, just like the people who argue that just because you have an attraction toward minors does not mean that you're a pedophile. What? <laughs> Again, a zebra is not a dog and a boy is not a girl. Okay, there. So... This stuff just makes my, I feel like I, you know, my head just hurts over this stuff. But she has a propensity to be lenient toward these pedophile people who have had child porn dumped into their computers ad nauseum, right? Because they just have so much more access than they did uh, through uh, print uh, child pornography of days past, which if someone was going out and ultimately choosing to uh, consume um, and to purchase, right, and to exchange uh, just mounds of, of child pornography, then apparently that would have some dictate on your sentencing, okay, or lenience thereof. Well, her mindset is such that because of the interwebs and because of the amount of information that can come into your inbox, uh, because of the amount of pornography that is digitized that, co- that can come to you that maybe you didn't sign up for, <laughs> uh, uh, that these guys, oh, sure, maybe he's a pedophile, but he's not really that big of a pedophile because he only had, you know, Two files instead of 25 that old Fred had. Don't ask me. You can't even make this stuff up. Like, we live in an alternate universe, as far as I'm concerned. And you know it. So, um, Dion. (laughs) Well, you know, you wouldn't be the first person to say that. (laughs) So, is that Dean? Oh, I love it. Dean, you're now Dion. Dean, you're now identifying as Dion. So there. Um, yeah, we do. We live in like a in a in a weird space. Now you guys over here in the chat, boy, this is not good for me because I'm already like squirrel. And so as soon as I'm like on a roll of something and I see a chat feature over here that catches my squirrel moment, I'm like, hey Alpha. Alpha's in the house. Yes. Hey, Dennis. I know everybody's here. I love it. Freddie. Yes, CW, we are absolutely uh, Americans and we do care about uh, our country. Uh, Squirrel, for sure. Uh, Could I post those websites again? Which one? Uh, You talk about Vets for Child Rescue. So that's Vets, the numeral for Child Rescue dot org is where you can uh, support Craig's work as well as uh, tune into what they are up to over there. So I have no idea. Hey, but you know what's really cool about this chat feature is that whenever I forget what I was saying, you guys can just type it to me. This is awesome. You can help me, like, you can help me overcome my squirrel moments. So that means you have to pay attention. Um, but I can't remember where the heck I was going with that in my rant about the Supreme Court justice nominee. Uh, she is uh, lenient toward pedophiles. All right, hold on. What? All right. <sighs> hmm. 
I don't remember. So if I don't remember, it must not have been that important. But if you guys remember out there in chat world, let me know. Okay, so what else is going on in the world? There was something else that I wanted to talk about. And it and it and it wasn't, oh yeah, this happened. Okay, or this is happening. You ready? So guess who is about to have her own code uh, in support of this guy? <laughs> That's right, this guy. So hold on, let me go to, there he is. The code is IL, I love my freedom, ILMF19. That is my code for now until it's Monica right? So whenever you lay your beautiful little heads down on your American-made pillows, you can think of me as you drift off to sleep as long as they're not naughty thoughts. So that's right. Go to mypillow.com uh, and uh, what are we putting in? ILMF19. And then once my Monica code comes up, I will, uh, I, will, I will let you guys know that. And for those of you on podcast world, check that out. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I am very blessed to have taken on a couple of new advertisers, actually, and we're working out their campaigns, uh, and that just happens to be uh, one of them, Mr. Mike Lindell. Uh, you know, he is a great patriot, regardless of what you think of his tactics with regard to election integrity, and I'm not going to uh, get into that today because that is a whole other, um, oh gosh, what would I even call that? Culture. That would probably be the most benign way for me to address election integrity um, and the different factions within uh, election integrity. Word on the street is that the Secretary of State of Georgia is um, is actually looking to subpoena some folks. Some folks did something. Uh, those folks who were ballot harvesting and ballot stuffing, box stuffing, see all of that's illegal here in the state of Georgia, as it probably is in your state. Um, but those folks who were like, Hey, cheese, I'm on candy camera with 500 ballots that I'm shoving into this ballot box at two in the morning. Kind of weird. Uh, you know, but somebody decided to drop me a check and assured me that I would not be caught because, you know, there aren't 10 million gazillion cameras all over this planet now. So we don't live in the in the age of uh, surveillance or anything, but some people are so desperate that as soon as you mention Benjamins, they're like, "Okay, well, I got this. I can do it, right?" But your little cell phone sucks for you, uh, pings off of different towers, and they can geo track you. So allegedly, uh, Brad Raffensperger is going to uh, subpoena some folks over that. So we'll see where that goes. This is an election year. Nobody's getting excited and hot flashes over anything that Brad Raffensperger or anyone else in the state's going to do. So there's that. Uh, but there's something else that I wanted to um, address with you. And I was so excited about my time with Craig because he really is a very dedicated uh, man, whenever it comes to, uh, you know, bringing not only awareness, but healing to, uh, to these victims. And I meant what I said, you know, and he did too, with regard to the science of, of children who have been abused, um, and the cost of that to our society, right? The legislator who worked on that legislation here in the state of Georgia, uh, whenever I was heavily involved in that, um, he used to refer to it as 
the murder of a child's soul. And just think about that because it's true. And people would get onto him for saying that because they were like, well, that's just hyperbolic rhetoric, you know, and you're just trying to get your bill passed as if that would have been the worst thing on the planet to actually provide for civil remedy. Talk about reparations. You never repair that. Money does not repair that, but money does help help them help themselves to seek counseling, to overcome addiction, to uh, go to school and get higher education so that they can keep a job. Focus on something besides, you know, the trauma of their past. Money does matter in that regard that it can, it does, it will never undo what was done to someone's soul as a child who has been used and tormented and sold like a, just a bag of goods. It's awful what happens to people. And I'm just here to tell you that the only thing that repairs the soul of a human being who's been through that is Jesus Christ. That's it. I mean, you can go to counseling and it does help, but without the knowledge of Christ and the healing power of Jesus Christ, I've never seen someone completely overcome that. That's just been my experience. And I'm not ashamed to say that. And I never will be because that is the power of the living Christ. And so it is uh, incumbent upon us to pay attention to these things in our schools right now. This is not a partisan issue. I cannot stress that enough. What's happening with our children in public and private schools with regard to sexualizing our children and stealing, robbing them of their innocence, not only that, but in the entertainment world as well, which they've always done. But you as parents are getting distracted by other things when you need to be hunkering down with your children and protecting their ear gates and their eye gates. That is your choice of what comes into your home and what's on your radio, what's in their uh, iPads, it's, it's, it, what's in their iTunes, whatever the heck people are listening to with their kids these days, I don't know. But the cartoons they watch, you know, the tropes, all of that is part of this geopolitical war. So there's one for you. Some of you don't understand that warfare is not just happening on the battlefield of Ukraine right now. And some of you don't even think it's happening right now. So there's that. But it's not just happening on battlefields across this globe. It's coming through your televisions. It's coming through what they hear. It's coming through what they see. It's coming through TikTok. Yes, I said it. It is coming through TikTok. I have laughed every single day I see that uh, Putin has banned YouTube. He has banned TikTok. And some people are like, well, of course he has because he's a totalitarian and that's what they do. And I'm like, no, you big dummy. I'm excited about it because all of those things are, even though you're watching me on YouTube, uh, these guys are speaking of totalitarian freaks, megalomaniacs, speaking of molesters of your freedom of speech, even if it involves, you know, outing pedophiles in your political sector, in your business sector, in industries, in schools. They will shut you down and shut your freedom of speech down whenever you go to defend the innocent, right? So I have laughed that these places have been banned uh, and completely shut down and just wiped off, just wiped out of his country. And yes, I do believe that people should have a choice in what it is that they see and they hear and blah, blah. Uh, but look where we are. 
you're ending up without a choice. The 1% is dictating to the 99 what they will and will not say, think, feel, and do. And that is not America. That is not who we are. And you know it. Hillary Clinton just tested positive for uh, COVID. Oh, well, sorry about that. So prayers for a speedy recovery, Hillary. Uh, anyone running for office? Okay, so I'm reading through my chat for those of you listening uh, via podcast. But I have had just a heck of a time with you guys. Um, I am going to end my broadcast now. <laughs> and uh, in the coming days, I will actually have a producer. <laughs> So that's going to be exciting. Uh, yeah, and boy, and my reach is about to expand too. So there's a lot of cool things happening at the Monica Matthews Show of Life, Love, and Liberty. Um, and I'm very grateful. I'm launching my ministry. You heard it here first. And uh, you'll know more about it in the coming days. It is going to uh, blow the socks off of the narrative whores. Yes, I said it. The people who capitalize on your anger your rage and fear and bitterness um, and disinformation campaigns. Uh, it is going to upend the, uh, the spirit realm, to be sure. So I know that I have a fight ahead of me, spiritually speaking, um, and that is okay because the battle is not mine. It is the Lord. So I am going to count on you guys as my supporters uh, moving forward to not only support my work, um, I just had a very lengthy conversation last night with a gentleman who, um, well, I can't tell you what, who he's responsible for because that would give it away, but let's just say it's one of the biggest names in entertainment on the entire globe. And we were talking about advertisers and I was told that I should stay away from, um, having such a hard stance on things, uh, really most anything, uh, that has been politicized. So if you can think of one thing that has not been politicized, good luck. So, but uh, politics makes up, I don't know, I can't, I can't even tell you the percentage of my show that I talk about politics because it all bleeds together. Which I've been saying since I was on terrestrial air, that it all bleeds together. That's why my show was initially called Faith, Life, and Politics, coming out of Atlanta, Georgia, on terrestrial air. And I was on every Sunday, and people were really upset because I was I was combining faith and politics, and this was pre-Trump, like right before Trump. And I said to people, you can't escape someone's belief system. It, it, they are not mutually exclusive in any landscape. Uh, and certainly not whatever they bring to their politics. Whatever they bring to their governance and policy uh, does not escape what their faith consists of. And that's true for all of us. And that even, even for the atheists and someone who says they believe in nothing, that is a faith. You're going to bring that to the table, to any table that you've been invited to govern. Any, any table that you're a worker bee. You're going to bring that mindset with you into every environment in which you work and move and play. And that's just true for all of us, right? 
And so we were talking about advertisers and how it would probably be hard for me to garner advertisers because I take such a hard stance on things. Um, and I said, well, I don't believe that's true. It probably is for some advertisers, but not all. Um, and an argument ensued, ended in love, but an argument ensued because I've never been beholden to advertisers for my show. And so I'm asking you to partner with me for my show. And you can do that at monicamatthews.com because I, my platform serves to uplift and edify and bring other platforms to you and people and ideas and movers and shakers and everyday people and uh, kids and what they're doing, ideas, you know, building bridges in your communities, in your homes, starting in your own mirror, right? That's what my show serves to do. And that's what I have done since I started on the air and radio uh, moons ago. And so I'm not proud that I don't rely on advertisers per se, uh, because I think there's a danger in that. But I am humble and I'm keenly aware of the dangers of having to rely upon advertisers in order to speak truth. So if that resonates with you, then I'm going to ask you to partner with me. And in the coming days, um, I will have a recurring uh, partnership ability that, uh, you know, for like $2.99 a month or something, I don't know, we'll figure it out. It'll be nominal, but it'll mean a lot. It'll mean a lot to me and it'll mean a lot to the people who utilize my platform in order to bring you awesome things like what we heard uh, from Craig Sawyer today with regard to Vets for Child Rescue. So you guys go check that out. Vetsforchildrescue.org. That's for childrescue.org. And hey, go get a pillow. Here he is. There he is, the pillow man. Go get a pillow and think about me, but not in a naughty way. And my code is ILMF. I love my freedom, y'all. One nine, that is my code. Okay, guys, thank you for joining me in my chat. You know I love you. And uh, be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you are an American, I got to get rid of, I got to get rid of Mike. Okay, there. I'm figuring this whole stupid thing out. Uh, I love you. Uh, thank you for joining me. Go support Craig's work. Go check it out. That's for child rescue. Org. Until tomorrow, be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And if you're an American, go buy a t-shirt and act like one.